As we continue on this theme of spiritual practices for winter survival, um, I wanted to talk about two practices in particular that have been life-giving for me, journaling and mindfulness. And when you zoom out, these practices are connected to this big picture idea of taking time to be with yourself, sitting with your thoughts and emotions, naming your worthiness, recognizing your limits. It's through this self-reflective journey that we come to know God more. And the practice of being with ourselves can feel counterintuitive. In some Christian messaging, um, turning inward is painted as this distraction from knowing God. Growing up, we had this picture book that taught you how to pray using your hands as a visual reminder. Um, and it would be pray for your family because they're closest to you or your friends, and then pray for the people who point you in the right direction, pray for the people in power, pray for the weak, and then the pinkies over here, finally pray for yourself. And I think that there's an internalized message with this of if I set aside my own needs and struggles, I can focus on everyone else. And that means I'm focusing on Jesus. And in our current setting, where the pace of life for many of us has shifted, it's still hard to turn inward. Things might be slower, or at least involve a lot less social interaction. And even with more time to reflect, it feels easier to distract ourselves. I mean, people literally decided to learn how to make bread from scratch and watch shows at a record pace instead of just sitting down, being still and being with yourself. And I'm very impressed with all of you who've got your like sourdough starters and all of that. I did not decide to do that, but I still distracted myself. Um, and I found that life can be outwardly simplified, but can still be inwardly noisy and cluttered. There is a quote um, that we'll put up and it's from um, Soren Kierkegaard, who is a Danish philosopher and theologian. Um, and we've got it here on the screen. And he says, now with God's help, I shall become myself. And I think it gets at how intertwined knowing ourself and knowing God is. That knowing ourselves isn't this automatic given. Living into who we authentically are is an ongoing process, and we experience God through that unfolding. In the Bible, in the book of Psalms, there's this language of search me, O God, and know me. And it's a prayer of really being with ourselves and being fully known by God. Journaling and mindfulness are practical guides in being with ourselves and staying open to encountering God. When people hear journaling, uh, there tends to be a pretty strong reaction of, yes, I love it, I'm an avid journaler, um, or nope, that's not helpful and I never journal. And even talking with L'Oreal and Vince and Kyle at the start of this week, um, these practices of journaling and mindfulness show up in different ways for us. And there were some strong reactions of, this is helpful, this is not helpful. And with all of these spiritual practices that we're offering, it's absolutely valid to not resonate with each one. Some will work well for you, some come naturally and others not so much. And I think that that is the beauty of having different practices on your radar so you can figure out what works for you and what helps you experience God. Um, I picked up journaling when I started college and it has definitely helped me sort through my thoughts and claim more of my identity 
as someone who is made fully in the image of God. And as I took the space to check in with myself through reflection and prayer and poetry, I started to recognize God's action and care in my life. So whatever your relationship with journaling is, I don't know if you are an avid journaler or run in the other direction when you see a blank journal, um, but I wanted to provide some tips for using journaling as a spiritual practice. So we are gonna put um, up this kind of framework and instruction for you to follow along with. And it's relatively simple. So this first step is pay attention. This might seem like a simple task, but in all the noise of life, it can be really easy to just go on autopilot. And when we do that, we stay at the surface of what we are encountering, both in the outside world and within ourselves. But the act of paying more attention can help us go deeper into our understanding, and it needs to be a conscious choice. Be honest is the second step. Um, even in journaling, I found it can be tempting to filter through my thoughts. Uh, but journaling is this beautiful opportunity to be honest without needing to sound polished or put together. Author Anne Lamott describes this in her words as writing shitty first drafts. So this is letting words come freely, um, not needing them to sound put together. A great exercise here can be setting a timer and committing to just nonstop flow writing until the timer goes off. So for five or 10 minutes, you're just writing anything that comes to mind. And sometimes in the act of writing, you realize how you're truly feeling. And this third step is really important. Refrain from judgment. It takes a lot to ignore the voice in, the, in our head that says, this is wrong or this is right. I should be feeling this, I shouldn't be feeling that. We do this with labor, labeling our thoughts and feelings. Trying to refrain from judging ourselves shows that God is present in the full range of feelings. I found that people are a little less familiar with the practice of mindfulness, but these same steps can guide us through how we use mindfulness in our life. So mindfulness, it's often a technique in therapy, which is how I encountered it. And boiled down, uh, mindfulness practices are centered on observing and describing. They provide the opportunity to slow down and to notice both the things going on around you and how you're feeling internally. A social media account that I found to be helpful um, in just navigating mindfulness and little helpful reminders that pop up is called Love Offering and it's from an art therapist um, her name is Josephina Sanders, and I will link that in the chat in a moment if people want to check that out. Um, they're just little helpful kind of reframing guides for how you navigate your day. So these, um, these same reminders of pay attention, be honest, and refrain from judgment can help us navigate mindfulness day to day. Pay attention. This is at the core of the concept of mindfulness. There uh, may be this perception that grounding ourselves or meditating means shutting out the world around us. And it definitely helpful is, is helpful um, to set aside distractions, but we can find meaning in actually paying better attention to the world around us and in our own inner dialogue. Mary Oliver explains this. Um, she says, I don't always know how to pray, but I do know how to pay attention. 
And I think that that's what God asks us to do, is to pay attention. This next step, be honest. In mindfulness, this comes with owning where you're at day to day, being gentle with your soul, recognizing um, that you can bring your full self, all of your musings and the feelings that come up, and that God cares about the fullness of our experiences. And then again, we refrain from judgment. This is always the hardest part for me, um, but it's a really big component of staying mindful. Observing what is going on instead of trying to sort it out as good or bad. I think we've internalized that there are good and useful emotions and that there are scary emotions that we should run from. But mindfulness says that whatever comes up, comes up. It's not good or bad. You can be present in it all and God is present in it all. So today, um, I wanted to take us through a particular practice that provides us with both a journaling prompt um, that we can go through together right now or in a few minutes, and then also gives us a framework for being mindful in the days ahead. So this comes from author Barbara Brown Taylor, and she asks the question, what is saving your life right now? And it's such a good reflective practice. I've been using this question on and off for the past couple of years. My old journals have lists of things that are saving my life and I've kept a list on my phone to use while I'm out on walks um, or on CTA once upon a time. Um, but looking back on these lists, there are some fun things that have just popped up that I've appreciated now. Um, really, really tall sunflowers, 72 degrees and sunny, Seeing Ginny at Brown Line was on there. Um, half a vanilla frosted donut, which is also definitely from Brown Line. Weekly therapy, giving myself a second chance and getting out of bed. So this, um, this quote up here, Barbara Brown Taylor, this is her um, helpful framework for navigating this practice. And she says, what is saving my life now is the conviction that there is no spiritual treasure to be found apart from the bodily experiences of human life on earth. My life depends on engaging the most ordinary physical activities with the most exquisite attention I can give them. My life depends on ignoring all distinctions between the secular and the sacred, the physical and the spiritual, the body and the soul. What is saving my life now is becoming more fully human, trusting that there is no way to God apart from real life in the real world. So today we're going to have space on um, just to reflect on this idea of what is saving our lives. And there is absolutely a saving grace that is found in Jesus. And I believe that there are good and sustaining things that help us navigate each and every day. Um, we'll have a few minutes and if you want to take um, the time to make a list on paper or type on your phone. If it feels like a comfortable thing to do, I'd encourage you to share some things in the chat so that we can reflect together and offer hope to one another. Um, and these things, they can be really big things or they can be really small moments too. It's whatever has offered you hope and is sustaining you and saving you in the day to day. So I challenge you to come up with five to 10 things uh, but whatever number feels right. So a list of things that are saving your life. Parts of your morning, this past week, this season of life. 
So I'll pose this question and we'll take time to reflect. What is saving your life right now?
it was fun to see um, these sustaining and joyful and hopeful things coming in through the chat. Um, Allison, I was wondering if you would just scroll through and share some things that popped up for folks. For sure. Um, the com a common thread is outdoor activities. Um, a lot of people are talking about daily walks um, and walking in the woods. Um, I just, I love this list. <laughs> um, sorry, I just really like reading this. Um, some of these are um, communicative based, like phone calls with family, um, talking with friends. Um, I see some yoga with Adrian, some puzzles, cats, um, caring for house plants. Um, what am I missing? There's so much here. <laughs> um, even just like seeing, I like this trend too, of just like seeing children, like laughing and children playing um, and those kinds of connections. And I think that even goes into the connections with the animals too. Um, music, coffee. Yeah. I'd, yeah. Vince is like highly seconding the coffee. <laughs> Um, okay, and then Vince says that he's going to copy all this to the Hope Field channel on Discord, which is fantastic. I think that's really helpful. I hope I'm not missing anything. <laughs> no, that's great. It's a lot to scroll through, but I think it is really cool to see these common threads um, of what is getting us by and to recognize that even if we're not um, noticing it in the moment, that we can look back and see that these were actually like really spiritual experiences um, that God is in laughter and feeling cold air on your face and um, coffee always. <laughs> but there's just this joy that comes, I think for me, at least in reflecting back and in looking back through my past lists that I had made, um, that was a really sustaining activity too. Um, that sometimes our past hopes and the things that have given us joy before can act um, and can speak into our present moment um, and help us feel a little bit more connected and settled in our day to day. So this practice can definitely be um, a journaling exercise that you do throughout your week or at the end of the day, um, just to kind of um, go through what's come up for you that has been saving your life. But I also think it's a really good framework for living mindfully in the moment um, that as you notice things that are beautiful or surprising, um, as things pique your curiosity or remind you of God's presence, that that can just be an ongoing list in your head. Um, whether that's something you're doing mentally or you're writing it down in a note on your phone, um, that navigating the day-to-day -day can be a more grounded and mindful experience when you are tuning into the ways um, that joy is popping up uh, both externally and internally. So let me pray for us um, as I close um, for today. And it really is a joy to get to hold all of these hopeful things with you. So let's pray. God who sustains us, I thank you um, for the gift of community I thank you that we, um, through experiences with one another, get to know you more, but also as we turn 
um, and we tune into how we are doing internally, we can know you more. That this process of coming to know you and coming to know ourselves is woven together in really intricate ways. I ask that you would increase our awareness of that in the days ahead, that in the moments of struggle and overwhelming um, chaos and confusion, that you would bring us back to ourselves over and over again. May we be attentive to how we are doing, whether that's through reflection or being able to navigate moments mindfully. And through our attentiveness, may we find you more and more. We love you and we praise you for all that you are. In your name we pray, amen.